Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. You're on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon in light of COVID 19. The 2020 19th edition of the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon this year will take on a unique hybrid race format for participants, both locally and globally, to run through the streets of Singapore virtually. Today on Health Suites, part two of a look at how to avoid running injuries as we prepare for this run with an orthopedic surgeon. Coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. I'm Clarissa Montero. Joining me on the phone today, Dr. Lingaraj Krishna, orthopedic surgeon at Glen Eagles Hospital. We're talking about avoiding injury as we get prepared for the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon 2020. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for having me on the show. Now, let's talk about taxing runs like this, even virtually, and what they can do to the body. Because from a medical point of view, most of us probably just push ourselves too hard until it hurts. <laughs> yes, sir. yes. I mean, at the outset, I just want to add and say that, look, you know, running is an excellent form of exercise mm-hmm. you know, for the heart, you know, for weight loss and you know, psychological well-being. But I think the issue comes about when we run for long periods, like in a marathon, because it involves you know, constant repetition of the same movement. And the concern with this is that it can lead to what we call overuse injuries. So let me explain what these are. I mean, these, usually, you know, the tissues around our joints, like our muscles, our tendons, our ligaments, our bones, when we exercise, you know, micro injuries occur, and this is normal. You know, these are quickly repaired by the body, and in the process, these tissues get stronger. But what happens is when we do too much exercise, too many of these micro injuries occur, and they sort of overwhelm the body's ability to repair them, and that's when problems arise. You know, you can get pain, you know, discomfort, and swelling. So that's the real, you know, that's the concern with, you know, training for long periods like for a marathon. Okay. Now, a lot of entrants practice, they build their stamina, their strength before a race like this. But the potential injuries that they inadvertently cause themselves would be like what? Knee injuries, bone splints, shin splints, that kind of thing? Yes. So the common injuries would be uh, knee injuries like pain, knee pain, especially in the front of the knee, shin bone injuries like shin splints. These are basically sort of injuries that occur uh, at the level of the muscle where they attach to the bone at our shin. Sometimes in a severe case, there may even be stress fractures of the shin bone. These are some of the common injuries that can occur with marathon running. Okay, how do we know if we're pushing ourselves too hard? Because, you know, even if you are just a recreational runner, you go down every other day, run for maybe 30, 40 minutes, you you could still do some injury to yourself. Yes. So I think at the end of the day, when one starts a program of exercise, one should really start slowly and just build up gradually and progressively. You know, some aches and pains are normal, Mm -hmm. but if it comes to a state where it becomes severe and it limits, you know, the ability to run and you start having other symptoms like swelling and difficulty, you know, just walking. I mean, that's when, you know, alarm bells should be ringing that, look, you know, something is not quite right. This is just not the usual aches and pains that uh, one gets with running and that this may need, you know, a further evaluation by a medical professional. Right. We're speaking to Dr. Lingaraj Krishna orthopedic surgeon at Glen Eagles Hospital. Now, speaking from my own experience and that of a lot of my friends who are recreational runners or recreational trail riders, 
we ice it, we put our legs up, and then a couple of days later, we're back doing whatever it is that, that we normally do. Now, does that actually hurt us more in the long run, or is that the right thing to do? As in, as in to rest in between runs? Is that what you're asking? Well, if we hurt ourselves, if we get the swelling that you're talking yeah. about, we ice it a yeah. little bit, we don't, maybe don't go for the run tomorrow, and then the next yeah. day looks fine, let's go, and we're back to it. Yes. So I think, you know, if the pain and the swelling, you know, they sort of resolve in a few days and, you know, you're able to sort of get back to the run and it you know, doesn't bother you anymore, that's fine. I mean, I think that's, that's what you want. Mm-hmm. But I think the concern is if, let's say you get back to the run and the pain gets worse or the swelling gets worse the next time you, you run. I think that's when, you know, one should perhaps sort of uh, take a break and, and, and really consider getting it checked uh, because that, those, those would be sort of signs and, and a signal that this is something more severe than just uh, the usual soreness after a run. Okay, so when is a strain or a pain or an ache uh, something that we should go, okay, now it's time to go see the doctor? Okay, so essentially, if these symptoms, or say symptoms like pain and swelling, they don't improve within a week of, say, taking simple measures like the rest and icing and maybe some painkillers, mm-hmm. or if the pain gets severe, that it prevents the normal walking and normal mobility, or if there is an acute sort of superimposed injury, I think those are some of the situations in which uh, you know one would advise to sort of seek uh, attention, medical attention. Okay, once you see a doctor. Should they continue to train despite the strains and the pains and the aches? Or well, mm-hmm. uh, so I think a lot of it really depends on on what you know the diagnosis or what the problem is. I mean, I think you know the doctor would of course start with a clinical evaluation, you know, and and perhaps get some imaging tests done, say with X-rays and occasionally MRI scans. I mean, once a diagnosis is made, mm-hmm. of course, if it's something that's fairly simple and and something that can be easily treated, then I think after a short period of treatment, which can consist of, say, medication, perhaps some physiotherapy, some, some modification of training, you know, that should be enough. I think it's, if, let's say, the diagnosis turns out to be something, say, more serious and perhaps that would require more prolonged treatment, you know, then I think, you know, probably stopping training for several weeks and uh, would probably be required. Is there anything that we can do to uh, prevent or at least avoid these injuries? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. So so once again, as I was mentioning, I mean, the, the, the most important thing really is to adopt a gradual, progressive increase in exercise duration intensity, really to give the body sort of ample time to recover, to repair its, its injuries and to remodel. Therefore, any training program really has to be well-planned and individualized. And especially if you're training for a marathon, you know, that generally takes about three to six months. longer if one is a beginner. We are about a month out from the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon. So mm-hmm. serious hobby marathon runners are probably pretty far into their training for the marathon distance. But there are yes. definitely going to be a bunch of first-timers who are doing the five-kilometer run or something like that. Uh, maybe yes. they're not so well-prepared. They don't have such a well-planned-out training plan in the, ne- in, the la- well, in the next few weeks. Do you have mm-hmm. advice for them? Well, I think if you, if you haven't started training and you haven't really been running much prior to this, you know, I think one should think carefully about, about starting at least doing some short runs and, and progressing from there. I mean, I think one should be able to at least be able to build up the distance leading to close to where one is planning to run. 
if it's five kilometers, you know, really start with the one or two kilometers initially and building up to three or four and subsequently five. Mm-hmm. And if one has no problems being able to do this, then I think by all means can go ahead and, and carry out that run. But I think, you know, if you're having problems and having starting a pain, you know, even at the intermediate stage, let's say, say the two kilometer or three kilometer stage, then I think one should probably hold back and maybe, you know, give more time perhaps to the training process before embarking on, on such a run. Right. Okay, we're speaking with Dr. Lingaraj Krishna, orthopedic surgeon at Glen Eagles Hospital. A lot of running injuries, well, a lot of injuries in general from sport comes from a lack of stamina, a lack of core strength. Yes. How do we build that stamina and that strength safely? So once again, the body actually has a tremendous potential to, to adapt to increasing degrees of exercise and load. And the way to sort of give the body the chance or the opportunity to do that is to give it time and to sort of build up gradually and progressively, you know, in terms of, of an exercise regime. And, you know, you'll be amazed. I mean, you know, if you allow the body, you know, to and, and, uh, and challenge the body slowly and gradually, you'll be, it'll be able to really perform at a level that, that you, you wouldn't have imagined, say, at the start of the training program. But I think the key really is to, to give time and to increase the, the training intensity gradually. Because at the end of the day, what we need, what, what we want the body to do is be able to sort of repair the small injuries that occur along the way so they don't become big problems later on. Okay. Now, a lot of focus has been placed on diet in recent years. A lot yes. more has been, you know, I, I guess, shared with the average person that, you know, this food is good for your heart, health and your brain health and what have you. Talk to us mm-hmm. about foods that we can consume for muscle development and recovery. Right. I would say that the foods that would be recommended are those that are rich in, say, carbohydrates and protein. So these would be foods like eggs, lean meat, fish, nuts and seeds. You know, other associated foods would be vegetables like spinach, you know, food like bananas and watermelons. I mean, these are just sort of general guidelines. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, you know, one would probably a dietitian would be a best person to answer this. But in general, one should also avoid foods like salty processed foods and sweetened beverages. I think, you know, these are just general guidelines that apply not just to, you know, to training or recovering from uh, an injury, but also to healthy living overall. Now, a lot of us over time, myself included, have you know, developed pains in the knees, pains in the ankles. Age is a wonderful thing, don't you think? (laughs) And you see it at the park and and what have you, people wearing the knee braces and the ankle braces, and they're still running. Do they actually help? Well, I suppose, you know, there are not that many sort of studies that have been done. But look, having said that, I had knee pain uh, some years ago. I did too much running and, and perhaps, you know, I didn't listen to my own advice and I started to get quite a bit of knee pain in the front of my knees. And, and I found that, you know, using a knee guard seemed to help, you know. My advice to, to anyone is, look, if, if it works for you, by all means, go ahead and, and use it. And, and, and I think, well, it certainly worked for me and, and, and I think it's worth trying using a knee guard with, if you have knee pain. And if the pain doesn't subside, when do we come see a doctor like you? <laughs> <laughs> Especially for the knee pains. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's my interest. Uh, knee injuries are my interest. Well, I mean, if the, if the knee pain doesn't get better in, a, say, one to two weeks and, you know, it's, in fact, oh, it's getting worse, then, yeah, I think you should come in and, and have it checked. That would be my advice. 
Now, how bad could it be? What is the worst case scenario? Someone like me, I've been, you know, riding, running, walking, just basically living for a while mm-hmm. and, and having all these wear and tear parts. Mm-hmm. How bad mm-hmm. could it be? So let's say, okay, let's look at the knee. I mean, in the knee, we've got sort of several important structures uh, like the cartilage. The cartilage is like the cushion in the knee. And you have uh, something called the meniscus that's uh, like a shock absorber in the knee. Um, so, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes, you know, sort of injuries that sort of accumulate over time can result in, in sort of damage to the cartilage and the meniscus. And in a worst case scenario, you know, these injuries cause you know, significant pain, you know, swelling and, and, and problems with mobility. Uh, you know, sometimes surgery may be needed, you know, either to repair the meniscus or repair the cartilage. And, you know, subsequently, you know, rehabilitation will be required. So that's kind of like the worst case scenario. But I mean, the good news is that, I mean, the majority of people, majority of individuals can probably get away with just some medication and rest and perhaps some exercises. All right. So that's the, the majority of us don't really have to be too worried about surgery unless we do something incredibly stupid to ourselves. <laughs> yes, I would say so, yes. All right. <laughs> Last words of advice for first-time entrance to the Standard Chartered Singapore Marathon. Yes, start slow, progress gradually, and be prepared. I mean, those would be my keywords of advice. All right. We've been speaking yes. with Dr. Lingaraj Krishna, orthopedic surgeon, Glen Eagles Hospital doctor. Thank you for the time and for the information. Thank you. Thank you, Clarissa. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.